Hey there, podcast listeners. Welcome to Talking Wealth, the show where the Wealth Within team are on hand to teach you how to become a more confident, competent, and more importantly, profitable trader or investor. Wealth Within was voted number three for stock market podcasts globally in 2018, so I hope you enjoy listening. We cover topics from trading to investing, as well as wealth creation to ensure you can achieve your financial goals. Because as we always say, lifestyle matters. As a global leader in stock market education, you can fast track your journey towards financial freedom by studying with Wealth Within. If you'd like more information about our government accredited courses or to watch more analysis of the stocks in this podcast, head over to wealthwithin.com.au and click on the market report videos under the Learning Center. Please note that the information in this podcast should not be considered personal financial advice. Hello and welcome to this week's Australian Stock Market Report. This week we'll look at whether the coronavirus really is the cause for the market meltdown. Then we'll get into the market so I can share with you my thoughts on the Australian stock market, where it's heading, along with answering all of your questions and looking at stocks for you. Hello, I'm Dale Gillam, Chief Analyst here at Wealth Within, and we're Australia's most trusted stock market educators. Now before we move on, thank you for showing your support for our channel and hitting that subscribe button. Now remember, as you subscribe, click the bell on the right of it so you keep up to date with our latest videos. Also remember to tune in to our live Australian stock market show every Tuesday, 7 to 8 p.m. Australian Eastern Time. Now this is the show where you get to ask us, the stock market education and trading experts, to look at your favorite stocks and answer all of your questions. Now imagine it's the summer of 2024 and you're sitting outside and the sun is shining and you're reading the financial news, drinking a cup of coffee. Now as you sit there, an article in the newspaper catches your eye and it's titled 2020 Market Meltdown, not due to coronavirus, but... Well, what I've just written may or may not eventuate, but it is really worth thinking about. Now I say this because you need to remember that to last Friday... It was just 15 trading days ago that the All Ordinaries Index achieved a new all-time high. And now two weeks later, the stock market has technically crashed. In 1987, the market had only fallen 10% in 20 days. And it wasn't until day 21 that the big move down occurred. Even during the GFC, when world financial markets collapsed, the All Ordinaries Index fell 25% plus over 93 days. And in the 1929 crash, it took over 30 trading days to fall the same amount. Yet, here we are in a position where the market has fallen faster than those crashes, and we are in unforeseen territory. Now, the difference between those times and the past two weeks is that all of those crashes were caused by rampant speculation, excessive borrowing, and over-leveraging. Yet, Three weeks ago, these situations were not really occurring here. Whilst we are being led to believe by the media that it is solely the coronavirus that is driving the market down, I believe there are other factors that are not being reported that is driving the market to fall so fast and so deep. Maybe it is the Russian and Saudi oil war that's just hit us. Maybe there are political or some other reasons that the market is falling heavily. The more the market falls, the more unlikely it is being driven just by the coronavirus outbreak. 
If we look at the coronavirus in China, reports are indicating that the aggressive measures taken by the Chinese government have slowed the spread of the virus for well over a week now, despite this not being really reported in the Australian market. So China has passed their peak and a return to normality is occurring slowly and will continue over the next few months. With the vast majority of coronavirus cases being reported in China, you'd have to think this is a possibility. This suggests the rest of the world is likely to follow suit very soon if world governments do the right thing. Whilst the significant pullback in the market was unexpected, it does present a lot of opportunity to profit when the next rise occurs. It is important to remember that all markets ebb and flow and the stock market will rise again. So whilst everything may appear as doom and gloom right now, being fearful will not help investors. So instead of being fearful, you should be better off getting prepared to profit when the dark cloud lifts. But a word of warning, do not jump early attempting to grab a bargain as you may get more than you bargained for. So what are the best and worst performing sectors? Well, given the market has continued its fall, all sectors were again down, with the best performing sector being healthcare, which by Friday's close was only down 1.5%. This was followed by consumer staples down 2.5% and communication services down 7.22%. At the other end of the scale, energy has been the worst hit again, given the fall in oil prices over the past week or so. Energy finished the week down over 20%, followed by industrials down 14.6%, and materials that was down over 13.9%. Looking at the ASX top 100 stocks, the best performers include Zero, which rose on Friday to close up just under 7%, followed by Cochlear, which finished the week up 5.42%, and Fortescue was up 3.44%, and Coles was also in the green up 2.23%. Not surprisingly, the worst performers came from the travel and energy sectors, with Qantas the worst hit down 31.76% for the week. Santos was also down 31%, as was Oil Search, with Flight Center down 27% for the week. So what do I expect in the market moving forward? Well, let's get into the chance of our S&P 500, All Ordinary's Index update for this week. We'll also answer your questions and get into the stocks you've chosen for me. Alrighty, let's get into the charts for the week. But it is was an interesting week last week, and uh, it's one of those areas or one of those one one in one hundred year type events that uh, we're actually seeing now. So you know, I've had a lot of people commenting saying, you know, well, you know, why didn't you say this was going to happen? At the end of the day, as experts, we just give you our best estimate based on the knowledge and experience and and our research that we have. And you can't predict one in one hundred year type events like fires, floods, and all wars and all sorts of different things like that. It does make it very, very hard. And, and as you heard a little bit earlier in the report, falling so heavily so fast is really, really rare on our marketplace. And while we've had a few big falls um, over the last couple of years, we've had uh, two or three of our, our biggest, four of I think, of our biggest falls and rises um, in the last couple of years that we've seen in, in history. Now, obviously, you've got to look at it in two terms. One is how many points it's fallen 
because obviously the more uh, the more the market rises, the the larger the point falls will of gain and fall happen. But it's better to look at it in percentage terms as well, and that's some of the research I'm going to be doing over the next couple of weeks and bringing you some of the results of some of the research that we are doing. But really, whilst we can't control what the market's doing at the moment, it is we are in uncharted territory in terms of why it's fallen so fast and how it's fallen so fast. Um, and as I said, there might be something coming out, you know, maybe next month, next year, maybe in a few years time that will explain a hell of a lot more and maybe it's algorithms maybe it's um, ETFs um, people pulling out of ETFs there could be a lot of things combining to actually cause the fall to be as uh, severe and as deep as it is as so fast but let's have a quick look at the all ordinaries index chart now on the screen now you can see the all ordinaries index this is a chart I'm using every single week for you guys um, and all I've done today is just added these numbers and this is why I was saying a little bit earlier yeah, I'm saying in my report that uh, what we'll see the market do this area here this 518 one is a very heavy level of support for that all ordinaries index now as long as the close stays above that area that 5181 or that 5200 points I'm quite happy with the market and I'm quite happy to see it bounce now a few weeks ago I did put out uh, or a week or two ago I did put out a video saying you know this will be short-lived and some people are thinking well because I put out a video saying it'll be short-lived they're thinking I'm saying today I'm saying tomorrow or, you know, it's short-lived to me. It could be anything up to three months. And right now, this is where you've got to stop hanging on every word that everybody's saying. And as I say on, on, our, on my videos and also in our live show with Janine, it's not what happens, it's how you handle it. So hanging on to the words, we as an expert, we're never going to ring the bell and say, this is the very bottom. And I'm getting a lot of people saying, Dale, is this the bottom? Has, is it going to fall any further? And is now the time to buy? Now's not the time to buy. It, now's the time to sit on your hands and wait for the dust to settle. If you're out there buying right at the moment, you are gambling with your money because you're not sure. Um, and the experts are pulling back and saying, well, hang on, let's sit down and see what's going to happen. Let's not panic and let's take it easy. So this is really what I'm suggesting you to do. So whilst the market is this in this state of flux, it's best to avoid what's going on and um, it's better, as I've, you probably heard me say before, it's it's less of a sin not to make 10% than to lose 10% because if you lose 10%, you've got to make 11% to break even. And if you're buying stocks because you think they're cheap, uh, then you could be doing yourself a disservice. But looking back at the chart, you can see here that it has fallen heavily. And on Friday, if I go down to a daily chart, you'll see what happened on Friday. So we did come right down. Friday, we traded through this level and came right back and closed on it high. So I'm recording this before the markets opened on Monday morning. So I don't know what's happening today. I don't even know what's going to happen this week because right now the market's not being logical. But I also know the Australian um, Stock Exchange or Securities Exchange has come out and is limiting or asking the big end of town to reduce their trading by 25%. So that's telling me that something's going on in the big end of town that's forcing the market to do these de this deep move that we've seen the last couple of weeks. So to me, if we do start to rise up, as long as we're staying up above that 5,181 points, we're closing above it. Um, I'm thinking we're pretty good for the next few weeks. I am expecting a one to four week move up because um, markets do bounce, they always bounce. And, but the thing is, what you need to understand here is it may not bounce enough. What we might be seeing is like dropping a ball. If you have a ball in your hand and when you drop it, it'll hit the ground, but it won't come straight back right up to your hand or above your hand, depending on the ball and how much air is in that ball uh, or how flat the ball is, so to speak. It might even bounce part of the way. It may bounce 80% of the way. But how far it rises when it does start to rise and how long it takes to rise will start telling me a little bit about what the next few months 
months are. But again, I think this whole thing is going to be short-lived, and I think the second half of this year, the market's going to be travelling beautifully, and there'll be plenty of time to make profits. It's not now time to, to really jump and, and jump early. Um, as you see, my this blue area, I was expecting a low in this area. That's what's happening. It's just happening a hell of a lot deeper and a hell of a lot faster than I thought it would. But let's now get into the uh, questions that you have for me today. And the first question we have today is from, I'll try and say this matey, Jao, I think, um, J-A-O. Um, he says, what about investing on the, the big four, especially CBA? Now, I know um, I've said in some of my reports that CBA is my more preferred bank, and I'll, I'll share with you why. But let's go and have a look at the charts, and, and I'll just reiterate what I just said a minute ago is, Right now is not the time to buy anything. It really is time to sit on your hands and see what's going to happen because it's just as possible this week we'll get a bit of a drop down as well um, rather than a bounce. So right now it's about sitting back and waiting, not jumping in too early. People with fear and greed. So when, you, when you're greedy and you're trying to pick cheap, nothing... Nothing is cheap if it falls away. And what I mean by that, you might go, I had a gentleman last week saying he likes banks at $19. But if you buy a bank at $19 and it falls to $9, is it still cheap at $19? So you can't compare cheap to the actual price of the stock because whilst it might have been $25 or $30 uh, you know, a few weeks ago and it's now $19, yeah, it's cheaper than it was a few weeks ago, but if it drops further, is it still cheap? And what you want to do is making sure you're not catching falling knives. And I know this is something that Janine and I continually kept saying to people over the last 12 months we've been doing our live show is don't catch falling knives, but we continually see people doing that. Uh, that will not, it's a very, very hit and miss strategy. Right now the banks are weak and, and you can see that on your screen where we've got Westpac. Very, very weak. Westpac's been going down since March, April 2015. So is NAB, so is ANZ. Um, and even Commonwealth Bank, it's all-time high still around April, March, April 2015. But you can see how far this bank has fallen. It's a massive, massive fall. It was already weak. So why would you buy into something that's already weak? And this is really where we need to look at our... If you look at our tool here, up to point last week, ANZ was down 61% from its all-time high. And it came back, I think... Uh, there's its there's its close there, so it's down 50% from its all-time high, and over the last couple of weeks, or more than the last couple of weeks, it's now down around 40%. So one, two, three, four, five, six weeks. So it was already falling beforehand. So and you can see there's big gaps down. So I'm not really bullish on the banks. Here's NAB, very very same situation. Look at the all-time high back in March, April, uh, back in oh, hang on, let me put it onto there. Um, oh, there's November 2007 for NAB, so it's a bit longer, but uh, here's that March, March, April there then, 2015. But from its all-time high, it's fallen to its current point. We're talking about somewhere around 57%. Here's ANZ, same thing again. So we're looking at its all-time high there, you can see it. That's the all-time high there back in April 2015. If I put my little tool on that, you can see here that it is also down 50%. And you can see here, this is the last few weeks, it was already falling before the this coronavirus fear came out of it. It was always already falling really, really bad, stay out of it. Now have a look at Commonwealth Bank, looks really different, doesn't it? So we can see Commonwealth Bank having its all-time high in March 2015. But 
Two weeks ago, it made this high at $91, was right above all of these areas. That's why I'm saying Combank is my preferred bank at this point in time. Should you be buying it, it's now down 31% from its all-time high. So it's fallen probably 40% of what every other bank is and sometimes less than 50% of the other banks had fallen. So right now this looks good. Macquarie is the other really good bank at the moment, although it has fallen away a little bit as well. Um, but I was expecting and Janine was expecting Macquarie to um, finish its bull run and start to fall away anyway. But uh, it looks like it's possibly starting that now. But again, don't jump too early and uh, these banks, wait for them because the banks are very, very good at making money. They're just working out how to do it at this point in time. When you've got a low interest rate environment, you've got all the changes they've had from the, the Royal Commission. Uh, they've, they've sold off their wealth divisions and a whole range of different things. They're just um, settling themselves down again, so they will find some support. But if you said to me, I'm buying them for the next 10 years, different story, isn't it? Because you can afford to have a little bit more of a dip down um, on those prices if you're gonna keep them for 10 years, because it's pretty inconceivable to me that in the next 10 years, these stocks won't be doing very, very well, and they will be. But let's move on to the next question. It's from F. I don't know who you are, but their name is F. Um, it says, hey Dale, what do you think about buying oil stocks? They seem to be very cheap nowadays. They went down around 20% these two days. And again, same comment to, to, to you as I did for the banks is they're not cheap. They've fallen and it doesn't make them cheap because they've fallen. What you're, what you're talking about is gambling with your money. Just because something's falling heavily, you don't doesn't mean you need to buy that. And this is where I've, I'll, you'll constantly hear me saying this and I'll be saying this in a year's time and I'll be saying this in 10 years time. It's better to buy things that are going up rather than buy things that are falling away because the, most people don't do very well on the market because they continually try to buy things that are cheap and continually buy things that are falling away. But let's go and look at the chart and we'll have a look at, I'm gonna bring up two. One is Oil Shirts Search and the other one is Santos. And again, you can see it's very much like the banks here where you've seen this stock has been falling away quite heavily and it has been for quite some time. So here's Oil Search, it's all time highs from June 2014 and it's down 65% from that. It's been falling since, what's that, August 2018. Then we've got the last two weeks. It wasn't looking super bullish through here. It was starting to give me some signs that I thought it might start to look more bullish, but it has been very, very, very bearish. Why would you buy it through here? It's looking terrible at this point in time. I wouldn't be getting into it. Let's have a look at Santos now, and I'll just go back and you can see this one. It's all time high was back in June 2008. And if we use our little tool again, you're buying stocks that are falling or you're looking to buy stocks down 74.6%. That's a massive, massive move down over that period of time. It was looking really, really good up until this point. Again, I was thinking that it was changing. It's made a more recent high there, as you can see in January, but this fall is unprecedented to me. This sort of pattern I've seen a lot and I get excited when I see that sort of pattern. And this is, I don't know, it's, as I said, I've been investing and trading for well over two decades. I've been mentoring traders for all of that time, oh, nearly all of that time. Uh, and to me, this what's happening now is really, really strange. It really strange. And that's where it makes it hard to, to predict. And I know a lot of people say to me, well, you know, you can't predict the market. That's absolute BS. You can predict the market. What you can't do is do it 100% of the time with 100% of accuracy. But it seems people out there want that to happen. You know, they want me to say, this is gonna to go to this price or and it's gonna do it on this day or the market's gonna hit this level on this day so that you can go out and buy. And, and that's the point is, 
to me, again, it's not what happens, it's how you handle it. What rules do you have around it and how are you going to manage your money and how are you going to manage your position sizing? How are you going to manage it if you do buy in and it falls away? How are you going to manage, but manage it if it does start to rise over the next two to four weeks or even eight weeks or 12 weeks and then starts to fall heavily? What are you going to do? They're the questions you need to be asking. If you don't know the answers, then maybe you need to read my book, Accelerate Your Wealth. Uh, it's your money, your choice. I've had been dozens and dozens and dozens of emails coming through from people saying thanks Dale I've read your book and I'm cruising through the last few weeks I haven't panicked I've had strategies I know what I'm doing uh, and I've been a lot more comfortable and I haven't lost the money so it's a pretty cheap $30 book so maybe get out there and buy it but uh, you know to me that's all I can say to you is just sit back on your hands wait for the dust to settle and then get into it. But thanks for sending in all your questions um, and thanks for watching till the end of the video. Now, if you have any questions you'd like me to answer, just stick them below and I'll get to answer them. So get them typing. If you don't have any positive comments or anything constructive, Dad, don't bother putting a comment down. I mean, please, you know, you're only showing your own ignorance about the market when you're doing that. But if you do have a valid question for me and you do have something that's going to add to the conversation, please put that down. If you don't, then please don't worry about it. Um, remember that here on this channel, we do these reports every single Monday. And we also do our live stream every Tuesday night, 7 to 8 p.m. So hopefully I'll see you tomorrow night. But uh, remember, hit the subscribe button now. Click the bell on the right of it so you know when we go up to date or we'll get up to date videos up there and when we go live. But for now, I'm Dale Gillum. Goodbye, good luck, and good trading. Thanks for listening. This podcast is brought to you by Wealth Within, a global leader in stock market education. For more information on our courses or to listen to more Talking Wealth podcasts, head over to wealthwithin.com.au and click on the Talking Wealth podcast under the Learning Centre.